It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the 2021 season debut of Race Chat Live. I actually have sent down the new script for uh, my brother to record, so I'm waiting for him to get it back. We think we are really, really going to like that one. Chris, are you here, brother? Yeah, Tim Four, I'm here. All right, brother. What about you, Taz? Am I alive? I don't know. But uh, people in the 518 and beyond, like Buddha's Lightyear would say, are, uh, <laughs> hopefully people are listening. But I uh, hope you guys had a great holiday season. And we are, Taz is going to be in the seat. He's going to play Santa tonight. He's going to give us all. You're going to play Santa because you're going to tell us all there is to know. And you better make it good because rumor has it that Miss Lee is listening. And she said that if you're not, if you don't do a good job, son, you're in trouble. (laughs) I'm always in trouble, though. But uh, so hopefully everybody had a, hopefully everybody had a good off season. Got to uh, spend some time with loved ones if, if that's what you were able to do. I know in New York, we weren't able to travel much. I think I traveled from the kitchen to the living room to the bedroom more and work more than I traveled anywhere else. But um we got a, we got a pretty good show for you tonight actually. We're going to talk the majority of it is going to be the SRX experience. Um I think it's kind of funny Tony Stewart named it the experience cuz I heard being with him in a relationship is a hell of an experience. <laughs> Folks, I don't write this stuff I just read it Actually, That's I did write do? that one uh-huh. What's that? That's all you do? Well, no, I do a lot of other things <laughs> I'm, I've not mastered that thing That women are really good at And they can do both at the same time But we won't get into that Because I'm afraid of Miss Lee She might come through the computer and smack me <laughs> <laughs> I'm only picking on her because I know that she's listening. So, uh, for a reason, uh, I'm trying to get us uh, up going onto some social media sites. But I just wanted y'all to know that y'all are doing an excellent job. So I- I'll well, be back. Well, thank you. Yeah, you you go back and take your nap. We know you're old now. <laughs> Didn't you just have a birthday or something like that? Oh no! Wait, that was that's, me. That's not. That's yeah. I I just I just turned lordy lordy. I'm finally forty. Yeah, well, I'm nifty nifty because I finally hit fifty and I'm able to uh, collect some discounts. Like I think I get a free donut a free donut at uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and I've gotten already calls for Medicare. So <laughs> they started about they started about two or three weeks ago. A A R P. Yeah, buddy, I've been getting those calls for a couple of years. But speaking of AARP and and the old people of racing, uh, Smoke decided in July of 2020 to start a new racing experience, a uh, racing series called uh, SRX, which I think it stands for Stupidly Real Experience? No. What does it stand for, Taz? Superstar Racing Experience. I knew it was something like that. 
But again, my old age and my Alzheimer's kicked in. <laughs> but why don't you tell us about it and tell us all you because you are the um, you are the SRX. Um, you could you could call it the SRX expert. The SR expert. There you go. I was gonna say the 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 god of SRX, but some people <laughs> might take offense to that. Might as well start out early trying to insult some people. So basically SRX um was announced last summer of twenty twenty. Um for those who either don't know or need a refresher, um of the main concept of this series is basically, if you remember the old IROC series, um, international race of champions. Yep. Um, with the Pontiac firebirds and all these, all those kinds of cars that ended, I believe the last season it ran was 2006. Um, with Tony Stewart winning the last, um, year that IROC actually ran. Um, basically, the concept is 12 cars equally prepared. Um, basically, the engine's the same, chassis is the same, car bill is the same, top to bottom, front to back, the car, each and every car of all 12 cars is the same exact thing. Um so what they're doing differently this time is they're sticking to primarily short tracks, mixture of asphalt and dirt. Um, they This year they couldn't get it done, but for next year and however many years it goes, they want to do at least one road course um, per season to um, to kind of balance out um, the track diversity for the drivers that come in for this. And what I mean by that is that the drivers they get for this series come from any racing background, going from not just NASCAR, but you're talking like IndyCar, Formula One, IMSA. For those who don't know what IMSA is, basically sports car racing. Um and then, of course, dirt track racing, pretty much any form of racing you can name, they, they're pretty much going to try to pull a driver from, from that. Right now, they have nine confirmed full-time drivers for six races over the course of 2021. The nine drivers right now, as we speak, are... Tony Stewart, which he was announced um, back when the series was very first announced. Well, did you expect anything less? I did not. <laughs> Let's, I'll be honest. I did not. Um, then we have IndyCar um, driver who just signed with Chip Ganassi recently to drive the Justice Circle races in the 48 Chip Ganassi car. Um, Tony Kanan, he'll be racing there. He was announced on July 23rd. Not e- just about a week later, Paul Tracy was announced. Then we take about a couple weeks to get our next announcement on August 17th, where 
NASCAR champion Bobby Labonte was announced. Then two days later, hey, let's throw in Helio Castroneves, who, who uh, helped Team Penske win the, oh, I want to say the IMSA championship, but I might be wrong in that series. Don't quote me on it. Um, then they got Willie T. Ribs. Um, he was announced at the beginning of September. Halfway into September, we bring in Formula One driver, the Aussie, Mark Weber. And then October 1st, we welcome in Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. That's right, Bill Elliott comes in. He's confirmed. <laughs> then we grab the young star from um, the Trans Am series. Um, and I believe he won the championship last year. Um, Ernie Francis Jr. He was announced in December seventh. Um, right now they have so that those are the nine. Obviously, three cars are still open. Um, when, well, that's and I think can I, if I can interrupt for a second, I got a couple of questions. Sure, but they're gonna have they're gonna have some ringers too, like NASCAR used to. For certain races, um, I thought I had read somewhere, and I could be wrong. Usually, I'm not, but I could be. Um, well, I was just getting to that, actually. All right, then I'll because, let you get to it. Because we may be looking at at least ten, maybe eleven, um, full-time uh, drivers for this. Um, the, what they want to do, like Craig mentioned, they want to bring in a ringer team or two. Um, right now, as it stands, they're going to have at least, they're confirming one car will be the, will be a ringer car, or they'll call it as the all-star car. Um, meaning that. Any driver wants to be a part of the series but can only race one, maybe two races can hop in this car. Right now, we might be seeing guys like right now that have responded is Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. So, Mr. CJ Sports, if you're listening, whenever Kyle Busch, if he's confirmed to drive in one of these races, I'm sure you're going to keep your eyeball peeled open on that one. You know At I least for the rest of us. Um. Yeah, well, don't forget too. They're going to have local. They're going to have local then drivers the second, too. The second one, they it's not confirmed. They are looking into it. Is taking a local star from that certain track that they're going to, and putting them in one of their cars. It's in talks, but it's not confirmed. Um, uh-huh. like I said, one confirmed ringer team. There might be a second, but the second is. Not confirmed. All right, so here's a question. Who owns these cars? Ray Evernham and his crew are putting together these cars. Um, Evernham came came up with the concept of the whole series in general. That's how Tony Stewart got involved because uh, Ray Evernham and Sandy Montag and George Pine, it was, um, from the Montag group came to fruition of putting the group together. Ray Evernham 
course, called Tony Stewart, and that's how Tony Stewart got involved. So um, that's kind of that. And then um, that's how they came about with that. So Ray Everham's putting the cars together pretty much. They are looking into having a car out, I will think, if I remember reading something, um, next month. Um, I know Tony's Tony's getting a little nervous because they're not in crunch time, but they're getting close to it, and no cars have been made yet to try to test them out, see what they can do or adjust for the others when they make them. Um, in terms of the six races, um, schedule has been released. I'll go over that right about now since I just pulled it up. They will start on June 12th. Uh, mind you, all six of these races are going to be back-to-back-to-back, so six straight races. So June 12th, we start in the Northeast uh, in Connecticut for Stafford Motor Speedway. Which you're going to be at. I am going to be at that. Um, I bought tickets for me and my girlfriend. Um, when you could have bought them for her. me, you know. Well, you I never mean, said anything kind, sir. <laughs> well, I could have no. gave you the link for it. <laughs> you cheap son of a gun. Just kidding. <laughs> I'll go flag um, for you that weekend. What's that? I'll go flag for you that weekend. Make sure you're dancing a little hard off. I'll try. <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. Um, then a week later, on June 19th, we head to the Sprint Car Capital. That's right, Knoxville Raceway for the first of two straight dirt races. Um, the only There's only two dirt races on the schedule. So Knoxville is on June 19th. Then we go to the home of Tony Stewart, Eldora Speedway, on June 26th. Fourth of July weekend, we'll have a race. We go to the old IRP, known as Lucas Oil Raceway right now, on July 3rd. Then we go to Wisconsin for Slinger Speedway on July 10th. And then a week later, we close everything off to Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, and that'll be their season finale. All races are broadcasted um, on the main CBS uh, channel. So, if you feel like what you can't make it to a race, um, or just feel like watching something on Saturday night, turn on CBS and watch a good old race for about two hours. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to chime in on this uh, this uh, particular subject. Um, so NASCAR taking it, and they kind of feel it's a threat. Right, I mean that uh, uh, they're not too happy that Tony Stewart has put together this series. But uh, one thing that we've noticed over the years is racing benefits the racing industry when it promotes within itself. You guys actually see any uh, a conflict of interest here? I mean, is it uh, just the big bad wolf uh, overreacting? Um. Well, according to Tony Stewart in an interview he did for The Athletic, um, NASCAR at first was not entirely pleased, came out. Um, 
Evan Ham and Stewart, when they put this whole thing together and announced it, it was in no shape or form trying to take a grudge at NASCAR or try to create any drama between NASCAR. Um, things have settled down, mellowed out um, after some talks. But for the most part, NASCAR is not entirely pleased, but they're kind of easing away from it. Um, but I will say this right here, right now, since we're speaking about NASCAR and the SRX, with the SRX at Eldora, um, the SRX did not play any kind of influence um, in terms of the trucks racing at Eldora. SRX had nothing to do with um, Eldora and NASCAR. That was a completely separate thing. Um, kind of a little tea old with NASCAR in terms of the dirt race because um, he's been wanting obviously a cup race at a primarily dirt track. Obviously, he used Eldora as a great example because, well, he's owner of it. But Eldora had... SRX had nothing to do with losing the truck series day at Eldora. It was just a separate, it was kind of a disagreement between Stewart and NASCAR. Um, and with NASCAR trying to do the Bristol dirt race, it kind of ticked off Stewart, and uh, Stewart decided not to renew their contract with NASCAR. But can you blame him for being ticked? I mean, I actually really. don't. He, 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 he brought you? the idea. He brought the idea to NASCAR with the trucks, with the uh, well, what the hell was it called? Before they officially moved it to Eldora, um, Chris, help me out. It was the dream. Yes, it yes. Wasn't, the, no, dream. It was the prelude to the dream is what it was. Prelude to the dream, and then they moved the trucks there permanently every year. And it was the most, and Taz, you can attest to this, it was the most sought-after event in our area to go to because it really wasn't that far away. Every year I would see people, you know, oh, getting ready to head to your door for the truck race, getting ready to head for the truck race, and then they take it away. And, you know, Tony Stewart had every right to cry like Kyle Busch. And be upset because he brought the idea that NASCAR was running on dirt. Now, I will say this in all in hindsight being 2020 and we'll start conspiracy theory 2021 off right, as Chris would say. NASCAR races there at Tony Stewart's track. Harvick pulls off a win. The, the bitch could be. Well, they won there because it's Tony Stewart's home track and NASCAR gave it to them. Or they had inside information from Tony Stewart. So you see where I'm going with that? So maybe NASCAR was protecting... Maybe NASCAR was protecting NASCAR. Yeah. maybe, Maybe in a sense, but if you think about it this way, though, you look at attendance for NASCAR tracks. Um, let's let's take the Eldora truck race for for good example. You see the crowds they pull in. 
basically they're either A, nearly sold out, or B, they're sold out. Now you bring in the NASCAR Cup race. Now you're going to try to pull in more fans because you're now talking a higher Cup series, more popular names. Problem I see, and especially with the NASCAR limited um, fan attendance, Obviously, they have to follow within state each state regulations, um, and they also have to watch their regulation, their own regulations too. Is that if they have to limit their seating, um, Eldor is not gonna to do all that. Um, Eldor's just not going to have the money and attendance for a cup race. They could sell out easily, but you're not going to bring in the money for in stuff for a cup race that NASCAR would want. You no, know, and you're you're probably spot on. You're probably spot on. I won't I won't disagree. I will tell you, as far as cup races go, I know the Watkins Glen race, jumping to August, back on the NASCAR schedule. And I'm hoping that uh, our illustrious governor, his test was proven to be accurate for the, uh, when he allowed fans in the Buffalo game, that hopefully we'll be able to go back to uh, fans in attendance at both races and uh, regular sporting events here this year. And I'm hoping that if that's the case, I can hit Watkins Glen this year. But I'll let you continue with the SRX um, preview. Right now, they're basically what, kind what, of... What was that? I mean, what was that? I, I, it sounded like sounded like some bad news was being given or something. Greg, can you re- re- reiterate uh, what okay. you were speaking of there? Well, <clears throat> our governor used the Buffalo Bills' last two home games as a test for uh, fan attendance at sporting events. The stadium holds 72,000 people. He allowed just under 10% in with rapid testing for the coronavirus. Um, You could help me out by saying it how you always do, if you will. But, um, and apparently it it proved to be successful. So, because we haven't heard of any increased numbers from it, and I'm sure if there are, they're kept close to the chest. But he said with that, that could be the barometer to open up sporting events, New York State, for attendance. So with that being said, Watkins Glen, with fans in attendance, could be a possibility. Could be. And maybe that also opens up the possibility of places like Albany, Saratoga, Fonda, Glenridge. Um, yeah, I mean that's in uh, that's in August. I mean, 
uh, you know, I, I thought. Yeah, well, our local racing away. season. I thought this was just a, a few weeks away from being over with. I mean, that's. No, you know, come I, on now. For, for, well, the election's been over, my friend. And, I, no, and you no, know, no. I, all of a sudden, California is uh, letting people go outside again. And so, you know, um, the vaccine <laughs> is here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure how much longer sports. The sporting events can survive without fans there. Well, I, I agree. I think I plenty agree. of fans at the NFL games. Well, yeah, yeah, but um, so here's my next question about the SRX, the SR experience, if you will. My best Dusty Rhodes impression. What motors are they using? What engines are they using? Who's going to build them? Is Ray Everham going to build them, or is he, Roush Fenway going to build them, Hendrick? He's got um, Fury race cars to basically build them, put them all together. Um, right now, they're they would like to have a certain manufacturer kind of help out with things um, that in the works, but nothing confirmed. So they could. I mean, so somebody like example, Honda, or obviously Ford could come in with Tony Stewart ties there, um, can come in and say, hey, we want to do some manufacture parts and run our engines, this and that, blah, blah, blah. They might might be able to walk away with that somewhere down the line, but right now they don't have a manufacturer. Um, they're, they're kind of keeping open mind to everything, but Obviously, they kind of have to work with, with what they have. Um, obviously, they're going to try to keep going with looking into with what they want. Um, so, it's it's kind of a work in progress. Right now, there's no certain manufacturer, but they do have Fury race cars um, working on those. Um, but... They're, they are totally open to having a man, manufacturer in mind. Right. Well, here's my deal. I mean, the IROC was a production car. And this is obviously not going to be a production car. So is this not why maybe uh, NASCAR's a little bit teed off, right? That, uh, you know, you got... They're basically building a car from scratch, its own engine department. This is We don't even know the name of the car. Are, are they going to give it some cool name? I mean, we've, we're so getting yeah, into this. Yeah, it, the car is kind of weird. I mean, Everham put a little bit, when he did put the car, and for those who haven't seen on Race Chat Live yet. Um, on well, the if they haven't TV, seen it, they need to go check it out. Yeah. Wait so basically, minute, wait minute, wait minute. I'll try to explain it what? the best way as I possibly can. Think of a sports okay. car. The front part ah. of it looks more like a super asphalt late model, kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the back of it has the old Daytona wings because Everham loved the Daytona wings. So he had to have the sticking parts. Yeah. Yeah, only Everham liked it. Yeah, Everham was, was too attached to the Daytona wing, so he had to have it on this car. Which, I like the retro throwback kind of deal, but at the same time, you kind of killed what you were going for. 
if I, in my personal opinion, either go with a spoiler or you put a wing on it, like the, the old COT wing that they mm-hmm. had in the Cup Series. Right. So, I think if you went one of those two I ways, think, I think it would have been better. I think the wing is perfectly fine uh, because we're going to short track racing. The, the problem with the COT, the car of tomorrow, and the back wing was when we would go to super speedways, the cars would turn around backwards and the wing would create lift, and, of course, the cars would turn upside down. So I don't really feel like that's going to be an issue uh, racing the short track. Uh, and, of course, you know, it's going to give that uh, 1971 Daytona uh, – a Dodge Daytona look, or the Roadrunner, of course, and if you're if you're a Plymouth fan. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's going to give it that uh, that the muscle car feel. But I'm just, you know, I, he went ahead and he he made a TV deal, which is you know, I mean, he's sponsors and all. Um, he, he hasn't been able to do that with his All Star uh, uh, Sprint Car Series, so there's obviously a lot of uh, confidence that Ray Everham and Tony Stewart are going to pull this off. Also, CBS, like, you know, 30 years of Daytona 500, and CBS has uh, been disappeared from uh, from the uh, NASCAR world, and, and they were quick to sign up on this deal with Tony Stewart. Could there possibly be some slight there? Because NASCAR felt like, hey, CBS didn't give us the time of day, but they give Mav TV, they give... Uh, you know, they own Mav TV. They own uh, 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 all this, uh, you know, racing series stuff uh, that, that, that they have on their channel, motocross and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I still believe there's some slight there. I still believe that uh, Tony Stewart kind of went above what he was supposed you know, what NASCAR thought he should do and uh, created some major issues, that, which which could eventually see the demise of Stuart Haas Racing, I hope you guys know. But, I mean, I'll just put that on the back burner for now because that would be a conspiracy 2021. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, think of it this way, though. I mean, it's yeah, it's more of a muscle car look, but in terms of this series, the reason why the car looks like the way it does, and B, the reason why the series is running more short track road course type deals because they want it to they want the racing to come back to the driver in terms of driver performance instead of the more aerodynamic um, see who can pull the lucky draw the hat at, at a race or whatever they're not putting these cars according to Tony Stewart um, and I quote you're not going to see us a mile and a half two mile tracks like you saw in IROC. Um, so they're looking at where the fans want to see more races, which is road courses and short tracks. Road courses, I don't mind those races. However, I the where NASCAR, I think, kind of fell off a bit is adding too much into one schedule. I would now this series, they're just saying, well, we want we want to look at one ro- road course to kind of give our Formula One and IndyCar and sports car drivers, you know, a fair equal chance if, in case short track isn't their kind of deal. Um, but in terms of 
format for so the races? So my poll question, my yep. poll question that I'm that I'm adding to Race Chat Live as we speak is who is the biggest threat in the upcoming SRX series? Define threat. And is anybody going to be sponsored by Twisted Tea? Because if so, I don't know if anybody wants to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mistaken. At one point in time, Todd Dillon uh, was uh, Twisted Tea sponsored. And uh, <laughs> given his situation, I'm sure he wouldn't mind a, a reemergence of that sponsorship. I got to come up with new jokes for next week, though. These are going to get old. It's going to be a long scene. Oh, I didn't turn the microphone off. <laughs> well, um, uh, people are people are asking um, about what's the race format going to be like? Are they going to do laps? Is it going to be a time thing? Well. That's still in the works, but they are looking into this. Stuart said they have a two-hour television window on CBS. Um, They're figuring out if they're going to do kind of like phases or stages, but it's going to be more of a timed race. It's not going to be 150 laps each track. Here you go. Um, so we may be seeing, like, if you think about it, cars could be on the track for about an hour and a half, probably say, give or take, um, pre-race and post-race stuff to put that in the broadcast. Um, but they're working on, they're, they have a bunch of ideas, they're kind of putting in putting um, everyone's thoughts and ideas, and they're going to see what they're going to come up with, and when they're ready to release it, they're going to release it. Yeah, we got to put Chris back in the studio. He accidentally hung up. Yeah, yeah. I, what I got level, back. Okay, we had, we had the AAF or whatever it was, and we had the XFL. Guys, what? What what are we really expecting here? I mean, what what are the expectations for the SRX series? Being that we know some of these drivers, Paul Tracy, Tony Kanaan, uh, didn't they say Bill Elliott? <laughs> no. Yeah. So uh, they want they really want to mix. Originally, they wanted to mix up the the old veterans who are retired. Or they're just getting to the end of their career, but don't maybe don't have the stamina to run, say like a 36 NASCAR Cup race or Cup race schedule, or um, maybe a full IndyCar schedule, whatever. And they want they want to run, they want to mix it up with the young stars, up and coming stars of today. Now, obviously. They're not. They said um, they may not get full time twelve drivers, and obviously with how things are going at the moment, they're only getting what they can get, which unfortunately is more of the veterans. But 
Ernie Francis Jr. is a youngster, just so everyone knows. Um, let me look up how old that the kid is. Um, kid he's actually 23. He's in their 20s. Ernie's 23. He's younger than me. Wow. Um, I mean, they have a youngster in Ernie Francis Jr. If they get guys like Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin, maybe they might turn some heads. I know Chase Elliott has shown interest into the series at one point. Um, But maybe when – I don't think Chase Elliott will be tired of NASCAR anytime soon because we know how his career is going to go. But – Obviously, they're going to go more veterans, but we'll see where what direction they go after this year. I mean, Stewart's kind of seen as, let's see how season one goes, and then we'll go from there. I mean, they want, they're kind of in talks for how season two and things are going to go for the future, but Stewart's kind of focusing on, let's do season one, um, and we'll kind of go from there, which I think Tony Stewart has the right shape of mind. Yeah, you can look into season two, what you want to do for future, but Tony's mindset is, see how season one goes, what did the fans like, what did they not like, what did the drivers like and not like. Um, but obviously, this this is like IROC on steroids. Let's put it that way. Um, they, they want to do some kind of break in between so that drivers can make adjustments to their cars. So obviously this is different from IROC where IROC basically said, we're sticking to this stricter rules from the drop of the green to the checker flag. Stuart and Everett Hammer are saying, well, let's test the drivers out. Let's put them in identically equally prepared cars. They're going to have the same adjustments, same setup, same everything. And then once we get, their one and only breaker, maybe their first of however many breaks they get, maybe two or three, depending on what the format's going to be like. They can adjust the cars. You know, if it's tight in certain spots, they're gonna they're gonna make their adjustments. They're gonna do what they gotta do. It's putting more driver focus into things instead of more aerodynamics and whatnot. Well, let's all speak at one time. Um, I think, listen, I think you asked who the biggest threat was, and I, I really have to agree with somebody who, Miss Lee, who chimed in, and she said, Larson, if he decides to dip his toes in the water, uh, he could be a, he could be a viable threat. Now, there's a, there's sure. a bunch of other ones. I think, I, I think Bill Elliott probably should have uh, – Bill Elliott should probably have maybe a lap or two lead because of his age. <laughs> but, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> Actually, you know what? And Bobby LeBron, and I'm going to quote this one here, because I seen a comment section from one of the big followers of the Facebook page. Someone said Mark Webber is a big friend in the up-and-coming SRX series. 
And it, it's a, he brings up a good point because I was watching an interview on Knoxville Raceway's um, Facebook page the other day, and they were interviewing Bobby Labonte. And, Bob, and Labonte said this, if we were on a road course, the top two to battle it out and to keep your eyes on is Mark Weber and Ernie Francis. And he said um, he believes Mark Weber could be a huge threat for this entire series. He'd be interested to see how Mark's going to handle the dirt. But in terms of when they get the asphalt short tracks, he, he believes Mark Weber's going to be a giant threat. Yeah, RJ, yeah. He does. He's a, he's I wasn't a, Mark uh, Weber actually an F1 driver? He was not yeah, from the IndyCar series. He was an F1. Yeah, he did F1. Yeah. The Aussie. Those guys, they come with a lot of uh, hand-eye coordination, if you know what I mean. I mean, they, they didn't uh, they didn't get to the Formula 1 uh, by being a prankster. That's for sure. And Mark Weaver, Weaver had a very successful career. I believe with Team Red Bull. You are right. See, I I might not know. I'm not might be a diehard F1 fan, but I do pay attention, especially when SRX signs a driver. I kind of do my homework a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yes. 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 So, uh, but, um, who do you? Back to the poll question: Who do you think is the biggest threat? I mean, Mark Weaver sounds. Good, but he's a he's a road course racer, right? I know short tracks. We've seen with Marcus Ambrose, and uh, as a matter of fact, just about any AJ Allmendinger, they always seem to run better in a place like Bristol than what they would maybe a Chicago Land or uh, you know a, a Charlotte or something like that. So, um, will that be an advantage to to some of these uh, road course fanatics? such as Tony Kanaan and Mark Weaver? Or do we need to really rely on the veterans from NASCAR, basically the, the Bobby Labonis? And, and uh, is it confirmed that Bill Elliott's racing? Is that, has that been confirmed? Yes. Okay. And, and a guy like Dawson Bill from Dawson Bill. Who I actually like. I can't stand his kid, but I actually like, I like Bill Elliott. I'm still a Bill Elliott fan. I can't stand Chase. And I'm sure that Bill would be disappointed to hear that. Uh, but, uh, you know, Chase is just not my kind of guy. So, I think, I mean, if you take away, I think in my opinion, Mark Weber, I, I'm interested to see how he'll do on short tracks. Um Especially the dirt racers. I don't know if he might be thrown off, but I, I don't want to count him out yet. I think maybe how determined Ernie Francis could be, especially at the age of 23. Um, maybe he could be a front runner. I mean, we may not know a lot about him unless you're a follower of the Trans Am series. Um, holy Christmas, he's a seven-time Trans Am series champion. You learn yeah. something new every day. At 23 years old, he's the Trans Am Series champion seven times. Woo! Jeez, man. So, I, that could be speaking volumes there, so he could be a threat. I, um, Honestly, I could see Tony Kanan or Tony Stewart. Probably, I'd say Stewart would probably be more threatening. I mean, the guy's driven IndyCars. He's an IndyCar champion. He 
he's a NASCAR Cup Series champion. The guy can wheel it on dirt. But I wouldn't count out I wouldn't count out Helio Castanavas either. And Helio drove with the IROC series and where they did some sort they did do a few uh road course races during the IROC days. So either I would I would probably say if you take away Mark Weber I can see Ernie Francis, um, and I can see Tony Stewart. Um, I highly doubt you're going to get a current NASCAR Cup Series full-time driver into SRX full-time. Um, I think I think they have a couple races that kind of conflict with these. Um, I think when they're at Stafford, I. Th- Think I could be wrong. I believe they're the Cup Series is at Texas that weekend. Um, I know they're trying to get Denny or Kyle to try to do a Stafford, but that might be a stretch. Um, honestly, in my opinion, if they now, if you had to. I'm going to leave this as as an open question. Anyone can answer this. If you had to get at least one tops two drivers to go full-time into this series, who would you want in there? And again, full-time in this series. They have to run these six races straight up through, have no conflicts. I know that may be a little bit tough, but... Wake up. Craig Moore, wake up. He had to step away from the uh, the phone for a second to uh, coffee cut. <laughs> if I had to choose one driver to come in and dominate you pick, the two. You, you could pick two because they that second ringer team's not confirmed, but they're... I mean, it's not confirmed, but... They're not shying away from it, so we're gonna, we can place it with two full-time drivers. Two full-time drivers. Uh, well, I always loved the competition between Tony Stewart and Dale Jr. I always thought those two guys were very competitive against each other. They were uh, friends, but not on the track, and I love that. I mean, they kept it out on the racetrack. So I would have to say Dale Jr., all right, bring him out of retirement, put him in there. He's in the box, okay? And then the second one, I'd have to say, you know, Tony gave him a shot at Stuart Haas Racing. Now he's in the Fox Broadcasting booth. I'd have to say, uh, our old buddy Clint Boyer. I think he'll get the itch. That would be a bad choice. And I think Fox at that point would be done by June. I might be wrong, though, in terms of broadcasting deals. Um, Craig, you can chime in on this question anytime you want to. Um, I've had numerous thoughts about this, and I could probably pull off a list. 
But I think I might have to go with um, I'm honestly going to go with a rally car driver. And I'm going to give this away easily when I say this in one word. Hoonigan. That's right. I, I I would like to see Ken Block. I would like to see a besides Tony Stewart, I'd like to see a more natural dirt driver in this. I feel like Ken Block would be a good one to go with. Um other one, um it I don't know what they're planning on or anything else and I've come down to multiple different drivers. Um, personally, I would love to see Ty Dillon in this, and I know he might, he's lined up with Gaunt Brothers for the 500, and he might line up with Gaunt Brothers for more races, I'm not sure if that one's confirmed or not, um, but I would love to see Ty Dillon in this, um, because, I mean, if he can prove he can run with the best of the best, I actually, I actually think he might go like say like full time in top tier equipment and straight up Xfinity, maybe, maybe better equipment than Jermaine in Cup Series. I think Todd Dillon is a perfect choice for it. I, I, I think that uh, this could help elevate a couple of. You know, drivers that have found themselves in that uh, loose seat. We don't even have we heard where Daniel Suarez is going. Is he? Is, is does he have a deal for next year? Yes, he's doing the. Yeah, Justin he's going back Martin, to Mexico. The Justin Martin uh, team. Ooh. I, I feel some racism here. Justin Justin Martin Pitbull <laughs> racing wherever it is. <laughs> Are you Craig, don't you swear I caught your thing. Build the wall. Build the wall. Miss <laughs> Lee's going to yell at me. I can hear it coming tomorrow morning I, I in the like, staff meeting. I like Daniel Suarez. The I do, too. I mean, I know. <laughs> I like Daniel Suarez. He got a raw deal. Where was he racing? Oh, goodness. Golf Brothers, I believe. Didn't work out too well. Bro. Actually, you know, I heard Marty Gaunt the other day on, uh, I forget what channel. It was on Sirius. And I actually reached out to them, too. I reached out to them and, and Landon Castle what did he have earlier this well, this past yeah, weekend. We're, we're going to stay on subject here with SRX, but, but what did he have to say? I mean, it's, uh, you know, this is three years now that they're going full-time racing. Did anything change? They're, they're going to try to beat Rick Ware this year? Did I lose you? What's that? I thought he was going to tell us what... uh... What is she doing? Uh, I thought about Marty Gaunt being on Sirius XM Radio. Oh, yeah. No, no, I was. And then you said, let's get back to SRX. 
But no, no, he I was on. Get and, back to SRA. I, I oh, get okay. Back there, but we wanted to. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted to find out if he was going to try to be more competitive this year. And he, he uh, what he they is, were bringing to the table. He said that he is, and he's really he's excited about 2022 because he feels with this new car that it will put him on a level playing field with people like Hendrick and uh, Hendrick Nassi and the big teams. He says this is going to be this is ideal for teams like him and because it will put them on a level playing field. They're excited about 2020, but super excited for 2021. But I did reach out to them as well uh, to get them on this season. I just reached out to Hendry County uh, Speedway down in Clewiston, Florida. They're supposed to get back with me tomorrow for next Monday. So, uh, Taz, as soon as I know something, because they got a big event next weekend, uh, as soon as I know something, I will get with you and we'll get it. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll get it uh, on the website and on the Facebook page. Yeah, back, back to dreaming and salivating over who we would uh, like to see, and, and it's, it's, you know, Todd Dillon is an interesting subject. I have heard, and I can't verify if this is true because I'm not Bob Postrick or Doug Wright or Kyle Petty, but I heard that. It is in the deal that Todd Dillon and Austin Dillon cannot race on the same cup team. Now, I believe that this is a deal through Richard Childress, not through NASCAR, but these two brothers will not be able to compete on a cup level on the same team. And I believe that has something to do with the Richard Childress wheel or something to that extent. So, that's why the will? I see Todd Dillon. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the will of his estate, obviously, is or, or the uh, uh, whatever it is that, that controls his estate. Basically, Todd Dillon and Austin Dillon cannot race on the same race team you know, in the cup level. So they cannot both be employed at Richard Childress Racing. I don't know if that. I don't know why that is. I don't even know if it's true. But that is what I've heard. Well, that would make sense. I mean, I like it. I like. I think that's a good idea. In, in you know, sense, especially. Sorry to cut you off, Craig. Didn't mean to. But no, if. It, you know who would be a great fit for SRX? Now that I thought about it, short track specialist, and he runs late models on asphalt and dirt. Bubba Pollard. Pollard. Listen. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking some real drivers. Now we're talking, <gasps> you know, yeah. I mean, shit. Let's get Scott Bloomquist out there, dude. How rock and roll would that be, right? Maybe Jonathan well, Davenport. Well, I would. Sorry for, I the, would love, sorry for, the, I would for the slip already in 2021. <laughs> I would love both of those, but. Unfortunately, they have the same issues that some of the NASCAR Cup guys have, and I think they run same weekends as some of these races. And usually, with the late with the late model guys, they're running on Saturday nights. I, I mean, I would love to have them, but I think 
if they're full time, whichever if it's World of Outlaws or Lucas Oil late models, I think they're going to have schedule conflicts. Yeah, you're probably you're probably absolutely right. Uh, that's I kind of like the idea. If Tony Stewart were to keep an open seat for say you know. Um, uh, you know, one or two seats open for an outsider to join to join in, kind of like a bounty, kind of like a bounty. You know, well, we're going to bring in Kyle Larson this week, and we're going to we're going to give you a bounty if you can beat him. You know, because we know if Kyle Larson gets in one of these cars, you know Kyle Larson is going to be badass. So you know, we're kind of giving uh, you know, so you give you bring in somebody like JJ the Boss, huh? JJ the Boss. Maybe a maybe a Kai Kelly or something a little. Throw them in the mix. Then we'll have something going on. I'm telling you. Well, Miss Lee just said Stewie. Stewie. I mean, there you go. He's too loaded. He's way too loaded right now. I don't even know how he's doing what he's doing. He's staying busy for sure. I mean, now he's at a late model program thanks to T-Mac. Well, and I'm watching that right now, guys. It's under uh, it's under delay. I'm not sure what's going on. If maybe it's just some moisture there. I don't know if you guys caught uh, Altec Speedway in Lake City, Florida uh, two nights ago. But Kyle Larson put a 15-second ass whooping on the rest of the field. Uh, and we're talking about the best Lucas Oil late model drivers in the world. Um yeah, he took, were, uh, once he once he got the lead early on, he was gone. You can kiss him goodbye. It was like watching uh, Craig can relate to this one. It's like watching Stuart Friesen at Fonda. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Chris, isn't where Alltech where? Um, oh, yeah. I can't think of his name. Lakeside Lamborghini. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler. Isn't that where he races? Yes, it is. His home track, all That's what I thought. That's what I thought. And I got to ask you, while we're talking past guests on on the show, because I want I want you actually to try to reach out to him. Um, the guy that flew the airplanes, <laughs> Kenny Carroll. Kenny Carroll. Yes, we got to reach out to him and get him on this year. He was uh, he was quite insightful and. Uh, in a good way, not in a riotous. Commercials. Uh, well, I didn't get any programmed. Oh, so, so we've been talking for an hour, and I'm on our uh, on our website. I don't know if you guys have been to the website lately, but shout out to the producer, to the man, to CJ Sports. He's done a hell of a job on giving us a great website to work off of. Um, you know, from somebody who's built websites in the past, uh, it's a lot easier now than what it was uh, 10 years ago. Uh, but uh, basically, Mr. CJ Sports has come in. He has revitalized our, our website. And, man, I'm telling you what, it is the Sports Central for anything. I mean, we have motorsports. We got NFL, NCAA, 
NHL, NBA, MLB sports opinion about the 110 Nation, our marketing partners. It's all around good stuff here. Make sure that you go to the 110nationsports.com. That's our that's our our website, okay? Though we're race chat live, but we're presented by the 110 Nation Sports. And uh, the website's really cool. It's the 110nationsports.com. There's a whole lot of cool stuff there. And uh, we actually have a couple of journalists that even work for us. Imagine that. I know I'm not a journalist. Well, you're something, but we're not sure about a journalist. Yeah, I'm, hey. the, I'm the caution flag of racing radio, thank you. It means when I yeah. speak, shit gets messed up, okay? It's called it's called debris. Yeah, yeah. You are the debris. There you go. I actually did I said it in the I said it in the opening monologue that I've reached out to my brother down in South Florida to uh create a new intro for the show and hopefully he'll be able to get it to me. Freezing uh, outside on the Strawberry Dash, just to let you know, it's freezing on the outside poles. We've got David Brazil in row number five. That's uh, the Raging Rebel. All right, sorry. That was, that was a good pitch, Chris. That was a good yeah. pitch. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, 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 don't, I don't really – I didn't have an education in sports radio, but I do follow one on TV, so – He'll be here all week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know, and Mav TV's giving it away for free all week, buddy. All week long. I hope you got a smart TV. So the Howard number you know 44 to late model is lining up. He is uh, going to be on the outside pole. You get in the show if you win it. It's the Strawberry Dash, so it's kind of like the B-Main. Uh, yeah, we're still under caution here. We'll hold up what we've got going on before we get to the next, our closing topics or our next topic here. I still want to stay with the SRX series. That was kind of a big thing for us to talk about. We want to be one of the leading uh, pioneers, and we want to be able to go to Tony Stewart and say, Tony, we've been covering this series like crazy, like cray-cray. All right, here we go. And the green flag is out. Almar, Stuart Friesen on the outside. Wait, Friesen on the front row? Oh, yeah, but this is this is like if he doesn't win it, he goes home. Oh, Friesen back to third. He is in third. The battle between... Heckenass Jr. and Robinson's in freezing, and the Wall Tickler, Kyle Strickler, in the fourth spot. I love the Wall Tickler. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> he's a modified <laughs> driver. <laughs> those, those guys have big nuts, man. They got super big nuts. Let's see. Freezing holding in that third spot. Five to go. No movement up front. It's Heckin' Nats Jr., the 99JR. 
Robinson in the seven R, and then it's freezing. Five of eight. I have two more to go next time by. Yeah, it looks like he's just not going to have enough here tonight, guys. He didn't have enough at the all tech either. Got to get him into a feature, guys. 74 cars here tonight at uh, East Bay. 74 late models. They're, they're all from all over the United States. Yeah, he's now falling back. He's got the Riggs car, the 81, right on his tail. Riggs is going to look to get around him over here in this corner. We come down to the last lap. White flag, white flag, freezing, under pressure. He falls back to four. Freezing to the outside. He, he bubbles it. Oh, can he get back? Can he get back? No, 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 no. He's lost it. Dang it. Fourth place it's going to be for Mr. Freeze. I don't think he's going anywhere. He's going to the house, guys. Sorry about that. All right, all right. All right, a little late-night commentary from the caution flag of racing radio. I want that set a lot this year. You understand, guys? We're, we're, <laughs> and, 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 and so if I'm promoting myself, I want, to, I want you guys to promote what you got going on, too. We, we've had a few minutes here uh, to regroup. Uh, Taz, you, you work on a lot of stuff. You, you're a creator, kind of, so to speak, on, uh, on Facebook. And you use iRacing and all. Tell us a little bit about what TNT is and what, what do you do? So, T Designs, um, basically, it originally started off doing design work for, like, iRacing type stuff. Um, I'm an iRacing partner with Bartoski Family Racing Esports. Um, I'm, a lot of the cars they race on iRacing... Um, I make, um, they do go through someone else too for some of their stuff, but a lot of it start, they started through me. Um, of course I'm open to anyone else. Just got to reach out to me for it. Um, then I decided to, well, let's kind of expand the horizon into the real world, um, racing type deal. What small things can I do? Um, just to kind of start. Um, so I did, so I did stickers, which I still have stickers for five bucks a piece. If anyone wants those, just got to reach out to me, please. Um, and then I, so, um, basically I do any designs in terms of stickers, um, shirt designs, um, and do like hero cards. So like if you if you're a driver that has a hero card that wants to like hand out to your fans and stuff like that, I can design those and get them all done up for you. Um, I just kind of start small. Um, depending on how small or big the project is, I go anywhere from about um, if it's small, quick, easy, I can get done in about five minutes. I'll probably do a quick, simple five dollar charge. But um, if it's like a larger project. Um, I'll charge obviously more because it's more of my time being used and whatnot. So, um, if you ever want to get in contact with any design stuff, stickers, t-shirt designs, um, of course, iRacing stuff, 
Um, you can get a hold of me through Facebook.com slash TNT Designs MN. Um, you can message me there, um, and I can we can talk pricing in terms of what you want, how you want it done, and we can hit head on up from there. Now, Craig, you are you, you're you're a former famous DJ. I'm a what? Oh, okay. You're still a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. I had to pull a phone. I had to you pull are, a phone away. You're a DJ. Well, yeah, yeah, because you know the pandemic kind of like slowed us down. But uh, have you have you applied so, for the for the uh, twenty thousand dollar loan? From uh, the government. Yeah, I have because yeah. I heard you don't and have to pay denied? it back. I was denied. Were you denied? You were I denied was. because because they don't really give a damn about small businesses. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> no, you are a hundred percent correct. <laughs> exactly. And I guarantee you, Amazon got one point five billion dollars, and they didn't give Craig twenty thousand to recuperate what he's lost. Because Craig Moore has done weddings and clubs. This guy has worked four or five nights a week for, I guess, what, three, four years, Craig? And then the pandemic uh, hit. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I would uh, I would do a, I would go to work, do a bar gig, get home about one thirty, and get up and go to work at 7. So be to work at 7. So, and that was after getting home at like 1, 2 in the morning. But I will say that in September, I had a wedding on the 26th of September. That was my last wedding of the season. Actually, it was my only wedding of the season, but that was 12 days after my lobectomy. So I said lobectomy, not vasectomy. Um, Lord have mercy. You can still have children? No, no, yeah, but no. Oh, listen, there was two of me. There's, There's two of me running around here. That's... Really not, uh, really not something to brag on, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it has pretty much shut it down. And, and my first actual wedding for 2021 that is scheduled is scheduled for April 24th. If you're looking for a DJ and you're in the tri-state area of New York, Connecticut, hell, we'll go to Vermont because Vermont's only two hours away. I'll go as far as Jersey and Pennsylvania. If you're willing to pay the freight, I'm willing to drive it. Find us online at more. That's M-O-O-R-E, the number two, music.com. If some is good, baby, more is better. More is better, right? Absolutely. More is gooder. Yeah, more is gooder. (laughs) (laughs) How we say it down here, more is gooder. (laughs) More is gooder. <laughs> oh, so Chris, I so, gotta ask you a question. I gotta ask you a question. I am you know, sober. <laughs> and then we'll get. Back. And then we'll get. And then we'll get back to SRX. And I want to hit on some NASCAR stuff too. Um, yeah. How do you keep an idiot in suspense? Just ask me a question. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you next week. <laughs> He's gonna leave you hanging. <laughs> no, Taz, that is the answer. That's how you do it. 
<laughs> yeah, tell me Caught the fan. stupid guy. <laughs> so next week, next week is like the official kickoff, right? But some dirt fans know that this week was the official kickoff. But next week, it's kind of like the asphalt official kickoff. We're going to the it, Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. Are you coming with me? Well, if you're paying the freight, I'm going with you. Well, I mean, I'm just going to watch it at home, but, you know. Oh, <laughs> you are invited. <laughs> well, again, if you're paying the freight to Tumsuba, Mississippi, as and I'll be there. You better ask the wife if we could crash on the couch. Nah, I got a house out back. <laughs> well, that's where Cass wow. sleeps. I don't know where I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Wait a minute. Doesn't your boy have a bigger bed? <laughs> Which one? I got three boys that live here. Yeah, that's all right. All three of them. They can all yeah. sleep in one bed and... Taz and I can go. sleep in one room, or Taz can I sleep in one room. I think we have a futon. You there remember you what go. those things are, don't you? Uh-huh. Yeah, buddy, I had one in my I had one in my bachelor pad. Yeah, who the hell, who the hell is a grown-ass man that has a futon? It's actually the couch. What's the alternative couch? But, you know, back in my day, the couch was the bed, right? Like, you uh, you would go to Grandma's house, and she'd pull out the old the old bed couch. Do you remember those? Oh yeah, you will pull out couch. Yeah, yeah. I should have yeah. used that method once. Or you was you was living high on the hall. If you if grandma pulled that couch out and it had a damn heater in there, boy, I tell you what, you was you was you was living a good life. So who? How do you think we'll get back to the uh, twenty-four? As I log on to NASCAR dot com, how do you think that uh, Mister Chase Elliott? We'll do in the Rolex 24. He needs to learn how to speak Portuguese. Because he's on the Brazilian team. <laughs> but they are racing in the States. Yeah. So they may want to learn English. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, sports car world is a little bit different than NASCAR. It's uh, more of a worldwide uh, community. Um, there's a lot of Porsches and Acuras and uh, Cadillac, of course. Uh, Corvette, the uh, the new C8 Corvette, I believe, uh, will be there um, for the second year, of course. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, this this race kind of brings them from around the world, but mainly, you know, the, the sports car guys are, uh, you know, they, their shops are still around the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Um, but these guys go to Sebring. They go to... Uh, Germany, you know, these guys race all over the place, all over the world. And so the teams are typically, you know, pretty much uh, you, you might have one guy from Portugal. You may have one guy from Belize. You may have one guy from uh, uh, from from Brazil, from Sao Paulo. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's uh, definitely an open-range market. Uh, you have a lot of F1 guys that come and race this. You have a lot of uh, IndyCar guys. Jimmy Johnson, Ally, these guys are partnering together. Uh, as a matter of fact, and Hendrick Motorsports is loaning Jimmy Johnson his old pit crew. Uh, so, uh, yeah, kind of surprising there. You know, kind of like a farewell gift. 
But uh, I'm looking at looking at the entry list for the Rolex 24, and uh, right now in the DPI class, which is where Chase Elliott and Jimmy Johnson are going to be racing in, and Jimmy Johnson and Chase Elliott are not racing for the same team. Um, they're they're running two. Uh, Johnson's on one team. Chase Elliott's on another team. So they are not racing on the same team. Um, seven cars for the DPI class. Um, in that class, um, other than Chase Elliott and Jimmy Johnson, that are notable. Um, in the Cadillac Chip Ganassi Racing, um, you have Scott Dixon, IndyCar driver, in there. Um, Let's see, Alexander and, and multiple time Rolex winner, multiple wins in the Rolex twenty four hours. Scott Dixon, I believe, holds the record for most wins in the Rolex twenty four hours. Then um also in that class, um in the Wayne Taylor racing entry, uh you have notables of Alexander Rossi and Helio Castroneves. Um Chase Elliott driving for Paul Montoya. Trump, yep, he's in, in the, the, the Mayor Shank racing with A.J. Dinger. Ah, Montoya and Dinger, teammates. Yeah. Johnson's got Kobayashi, Pagano, and uh, Rockefeller. Ooh, Pagano. Simon Pagano? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. That's going to be a good team. Chase Elliott has Mike Conway. Uh, Felipe Nasser, I'll probably botch that last name terribly. And Tifo Durrani. Ten cars in the women. Nasser? Andy Lally. But uh, most of the time he's in the uh, in, in the in the Porsche, I believe, or there's a there's an outside uh, or something coming in. But uh, the LMP2 class has ten cars. The LMP3 has seven. The GT Le Mans is six. GT Daytona has nineteen, and that's the biggest class. So we're typically around 50 cars for the Rolex. I don't believe there's going to be that many this year. I'm wondering if I mean, they got the COVID that. regulations to scare them. So what is going on with the uh, Strawberry Patch race? Oh, it's over with, and uh, we're getting ready for feature time. I believe, uh, I think, Brandon Overton. Is the pole sitter? We got Kyle Bronson out on the speedway right now in the 40 car, trying to figure out what's going on here. Uh, there's Chase Jennigan's in the 18 machine. Let's see. So, can you uh, believe Daytona? Next, can you believe next year is going to be 60 years of the of the Daytona Rolex 24 hours. Wow. That's awesome. That's amazing. There's a former NASCAR driver, Josh Richards, in the 14-hour racing machine. 
I mean, guys, if you don't have anything else to do this week, make sure that you, you're watching this race on your cell phone. Make sure that you go to the Lucas Oil uh, racing page or Mav TV, and you just add your, even if you can't watch it, even if you literally cannot watch this race, go to it, click on it, turn the volume down, stick your phone in your pocket, let these people know that we want to be able to tune in to these races as much as possible because they're giving something away for free right now. And if we, if we stand up and we say we're interested in this and we want to watch it and we're going to, we're going to support it, then it's going to be a lot easier for us guys to be able to watch these kind of races. I know between the two or three streaming services that are offering dirt racing, you spend it on the upwards of $400, $500 a year to be able to, uh, to watch these races. And that's, you know, I mean, I know that's, one month cable bill, two month cable bill, but at the same time, you know you have, you have to have your internet, you have to have your cable, and then you're adding these supplemental streaming services. And uh, I think that uh, I think that there's room for dirt track racing to be on CBS or whatever channel, mainstream channel besides Mass TV. Um, and if not, then maybe maybe you do uh, connect in the Mass TV for the four ninety nine or five ninety nine and the a month. But either way. Uh, Support this stuff, guys. Make sure that if or, you're listening, you're, you're... If you are to kind of promote dirt racing here more pertaining for the Northeast people, it may not be free, but if you want to add another TV screen, pay a little money, so say, um, for this week, turn on DirtTrackDigest.tv because the Short Track Super Series has their Florida Sunshine Swing this week, starting tomorrow with the open practice free on DirtTrackDigest.tv. Um, you'll see the Short Track Super Series Northeast Modified and Crate 602 Sportsman in action. That So open practice tomorrow on Tuesday, January 26th. Then Wednesday, you have the Modifieds go for 30 laps, $4,000 to win, and the Sportsmen have 25 laps for their aiming, $1,700 to win. Thursday the 28th, the Modifieds go back at it, 35 laps of distance for 5000 to win, while the Sportsmen could uh, do another 25-lap feature with a $1,700 paycheck for the winner. January 29th, Friday night, Modifieds up there, Lap count by another five, go 40 laps in the distance. Let's up to pay $1,000 more, so we're up to $6,000 to win. And Sportsman's move up from to 30 laps with 22.50 to win. And finally, the finale on Saturday night, January 30th, modified to get the big old 50 lapper for 8,000 to win. Creek 602 Sportsman's will do another 30 lapper for 2,250 to win. So, nice. Digest free on Tuesday. Um, you can pay for each individual night if you want to, or you can do their um, package deal. For that will do all all nights of racing for this week. Um, you pay ninety four ninety nine. All is covered. Of course, Tuesday is free, and then you can then the uh, you're basically paying for four nights of racing. For ninety four ninety nine. All right. See, but you know, another hundred dollars. I mean, it, it costs a lot of money, and and uh, we can get all this consolidated into one channel, 
and there's plenty of streaming services now. There's plenty of good, good TV that can be put into a channel, and we could have nonstop dirt track action all year long, even if we're watching something that was uh, pre-recorded or whatever. I mean, the fact of it is that there is room now. There's enough streaming companies. There's enough material out there to consolidate all into one channel and create this awesome new Speed Dirt Network. Maybe somebody will have enough money. Maybe we can get Bezos uh, to just drop down a couple of billion dollars to uh, to get this happening. I mean, you know, he'd make his make his money back in a hundred years. But uh, you know, come on, Bezos, give us all give us all a reach behind. All right, so we're getting ready for the four wide salute. They're lining the cars up now for the feature event. Not sure of the notables that did not make the race. As soon as we get a racing lineup, I will let you guys know. Yes, sir. The Greyhound buses? I don't either. You're asking me to tell you something I don't know. I'm doing my radio show. Yeah. That's our weekly plug-in from the kids who have never figured out that Getty uh, does a radio show once a week. How about that? At least we don't have dogs barking in the background anymore. Oh, wait. Yeah, we do. So they're getting lined up. They're getting ready to roll out. Spencer Hughes did make the cut. Of course, Spencer Hughes out of Wana Motorsports Park. Mr. Excitement. As soon so, as we get a lineup posted, I'll let you guys know. Um, yeah, so uh, so I'm not really ready to go into long predictions or anything to that matter. Uh, of course, uh, the Super Bowl is two weeks away. That means that Daytona is three weeks away, right? All right. I believe so. Uh, yeah. So uh, Super Bowl on three. the seventh and the Daytona five hundred on the fourteenth. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, so rolling into the twenty twenty one season, uh, still limitations on fans, uh, but uh, it looks like there's going to be quite a few people that are allowed to go to the Daytona five hundred. Um, not sure the exact number yet. Definitely going to be a. Uh, Sorry about that, Greg. You take care of what you got to do. Um, yeah, there's just no real elaborate uh, predictions or anything, but what are we expecting this year out of the 2021 Daytona 500 test? We're going to see a lot of open cars race for, get, to get into that. That's for sure. 
Okay, um, so that's a good that's a good point. We're, that's something positive, right? We're gonna have guys so, actually to get into the race. So I have a confirmed entry list for the 500 so far, and I will um, try to point out who the open drivers are. Um, hopefully I hopefully I don't botch this terribly. Um, so we have, uh, right now, and they're guaranteed into the 500. Um, on the Chevy side, you have the two Chip Ganassi cars, Kurt Busch, Ross Chastain, Hendrick, all four, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, William Byron, and Alex Bowman. JTG has one guaranteed because one car, I think they lost charter money for their second car. Um, so they so they only have one guaranteed car for the um for the charter system and that's Ricky Spinhouse Jr. or Ricky Spin Spinhouse if you want to call him. Um Richard Childress Racing has two car has their two full time rides of Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick. Eric Jones is piloting the Richard Petty forty three for twenty twenty one. Corey LaJoy in the full time with Spire Motorsports in the number seven. Jamie McMurray, um, I believe, is a lock um, in the Spire Motorsports 77, but that car will be more in partnership with Chip Ganassi for that race, if I'm correct on that one. Um, then you have Starcom, Double Zero, Quinn House, and the track house racing team of Daniel Suarez. Um, so Suarez doesn't have to try to race his way in for a second straight here. On Ford for guaranteed lock-ins, uh, front row motorsports, Michael McDowell in the 34, and then rookie driver Anthony Alfredo in the 38. Um, BJ McLeod brings in his own Cup Series team for full-time 2021. He'll be piloting the 78 BJ McLeod, um, not BJ McLeod Motorsports, the Lift Fast Motorsports. Um, I believe that's in conjunction with between him and Matt test if I remembered right. Roush has Newman and Chris Busher. Stuart Haas is Kevin Harvick, Eric Amarola, Cole Custer coming back, and rookie driver Chase Barisco. Uh Team Penske will have Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, and Joey Logano uh, locked in. Matt Benedetto returns the Wood Brothers for 2021. He's locked in. Bubba Wallace in the new 23XI, Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan partnered racing team. Um, for Toyota, then Joe Gibbs has four cars, uh, Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Truex, and Christopher Bell moves into the 20 car. Um, Cody Ware um, locked in in the 51. Derek Cope going to be in the 15 for that team. Josh Balicki going full-time with Rick Ware Racing in the 52. Um, I believe Joey Gates has the 53. Three the five hundred? He we're not sure. It's either him or James Davison. Um non charters. Fifty three um, is uh gonna be Jamie James Davison, I do believe. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was Gates or Davison. I haven't heard it. And he's locked in. That car is locked in. Yeah, that car is locked in. Um non chartered. Brian Priest has to run his way in. 
Isn't that for amazing? That. What happened to that charter? What happened to the 37 charter? Did you hear? I, I, I did not know lost, that they, they lost, lost their charter. charter. Money, I think. I think they lost charter money. I think that's what it is. Um, see if I can find. James Davison says okay. is likely to run the 500 with Wick Ware. Not been officially announced. Go fast is not making an attempt. Joey Gates will be in a Rick Ware racing car, but has not announced what car yet. Um, the I guys think... that got to race their way in, are you ready? Yep, I have that list, actually, too. Kaz Grala from the Kellogg Racing in the number 16. Yep. Austin Sendrick in the number 33 Team Penske car. David Reagan racing a number 36 front row motorsports. You said earlier Ryan Priest will have to race his way in. The 44 race team, New York race team, uh, they do not have a driver announced. You might see an Alfredo. I mean, not an Alfredo. Uh, you might see somebody says possibly. Okay, Mr. Lee. Uh, you got me saying wrong stuff. Uh, 44. Could you could possibly maybe see Joey Gates in that car? Um, Chad Fenton in the NBM Motorsports number forty nine. Noah Gresden, okay, he's in the Beard Oil Motorsports machine. That is the machine that Brendan Gong has raced for the last several years. Always been a tough competitor at the restrictor plate racing. Look for that to stay the same, even with Noah Gresden behind the wheel. Timmy Hill. In the MBM Motorsports number 66, and Todd Dillon and the number 96 Gaunt Brothers machine. So those guys are going to have to race their way in. It's only four spots. I know we named more than four drivers. So only four, four spots are open. We're going to have something going on in these uh, qualifiers and the 125. Well, we have 45 confirmed entries. So five guys, so five guys are not going to go to the 500. That's, I mean, the duels are going to be key, high quality key. I mean, yeah, everyone's going to say, well, the, the qualifying results is going to be the key. I, I honestly, the duels are going to be the ones to watch. Going to be the races to watch this year. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I mean, usually everyone says, oh, watch the qualifying. So you just locked in. No, I don't want to watch qualifying this year because I'm interested in the duels to see who's going to go in and who's not. Right. right. I think I do, have, I do have hopes for some of these drivers. Like, I hope Brian Priest gets in. I hope Sindrick gets in. I hope Gregson and Ty Dillon get in. But. Who knows? Will the ex- they may will they the may ex- not. Go ahead. To reload this year in talent. Are they going to be as exciting as they were last year? Are we going to be back to truck series being the most exciting series in NASCAR? Because I'll be honest with you. I think we all agreed. Last year, it was definitely the Xfinity Series was the most exciting series. They, they, were, they were more exciting than Cup. They were more exciting than the trucks. And the trucks always put on a hell of a show. So that just shows you what kind of competition we had in the Xfinity Series. Can they live up to that, being that this year is kind of more like a restocking of talent? It probably could be. 
Um, but I do believe that I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say Xfinity's not gonna be um, the more exciting series this year. I do believe um, I do believe they have potential to do it again. We'll, we'll see how they go, but I know Truck Series this year has stacked talent. Um, once again, I mean, it's gonna be hard to tell who's gonna win each and every week. I mean, you look. We're gonna take a look at the Truck Series rookie class because. My God, it's it's a talented rookie class, I believe, in my eyes. Um, Chase Purdy for GMS, which I don't know how GMS got away with five full-time trucks. I didn't think that was possible. I thought you could only have four, but GMS did something to get five. Uh, Carson Hosevar for Nice Motorsports. Chris Wright for Young's Motorsports. Haley Deegan for David Gilliland Racing. No longer DGR Crossley, now David, David Gilliland Racing. And Chandler Smith for Kyle Busch Motorsports. Mm. And, of course, Thor That's Sport dropped his, and Ford went separate ways, and it's looking like Thor Sport might be going Toyota direction. Yeah, well, they get no... no- uh, manufacturer support uh, from Ford. Ford has uh, allocated their allocated their uh, funds and uh, tunnels, wind tunnel stuff to uh, the Cup cars and the Xfinity cars. Uh, basically, they're all running Eleanor Motors uh, in the Truck Series anyway. So there's really no need for manufacturing support. Uh, and uh, so you know it's a business move up in this group. But, but hey, the third off speed week, though, we've overlooked it. The, it's the new way of doing things this year because 2021, why not? The Bush Clash. We're running on the Daytona Road Course instead of the yeah, traditional no. Daytona Oval. I uh, don't know why they yet. went for this for a small field. I, I guess we'll see what happens. But, uh... Of course, requirement eligibility for requirements for the Bush Clash are as follows: um, 2020 Bush Pole Award, past Bush Clash winner who competed full time in 2020, uh, past Daytona 500 champions who competed full time in 2020, former Daytona 500 pole winners who competed full time in 2020, uh, the playoff drivers from last year, any Cup winner any race winners from the cup series last year. And of course, cup stage winners from last year. And currently there are 24 drivers eligible for this year's clash. And they go Eric Almarola, Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman, Clint Boyer is eligible by doubt. He'll find a ride and do that. Chris Busher, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, William Byron, Matt DiBenedetto, Austin Dillon. I don't know if Ty Dillon will get a ride. For that, um, there was rumor that he may be in a uh, uh, Michael Jordan race car. Uh, I have not heard whether or not that is true. Um, so it's very doubtful that Ty Dillon will be in this. And, and I'll, I'll tell you one thing. One thing I know for sure 
about the Bush Clash this year is you're not giving up extra information for Daytona. So the only good thing I think out of any of this is the fact that it is these cars are not going to be test cars for the Daytona 500, which uh, kind of gives them an uncompetitive, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, a disadvantage to other teams that don't race that race, being with their with their extra track time. So that's not going to be an issue this year. Uh, but I, I'm just not really excited about going road course racing for the Bush Class when we only have a few restrictor plate. Well, uh, I shouldn't say restrictor plate. Uh, when we only have a few super speedway races anyway all year long, this is not that we don't have issues of selling out race race tickets and, and viewerships to to super speedway racing, okay? So don't mess with our super speedway racing. We want to see the cars do what they do. We we, we, we don't want to see the Ryan Newman-type incidents, but we do like seeing that type of racing. So so you can have the Ryan Newman stuff, but uh, I, don't, I don't think that that's why they took them off the schedule. I think that there's... They're just trying to promote this new road course racing type thing in, in NASCAR. And, and it's cool for a little bit. It's kind of getting annoying, if you ask me. Because, uh, you know, there's every other racing is is uh, multi-corner road racing. NASCAR is one of the few just strictly oval racing. And we're losing that as we speak. All because a few fans enjoyed a race a few years ago between Brad Keselowski and Marcus Ambrose. I mean, really, that's what turned all this the way it is now. Well, I'll put my inputs of what the Bush class should be after I finish uh, the entry list here. So Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson is eligible, but I doubt he'll, he'll be racing in it. Eric Jones, Matt Kenseth, Doubtful, I would say. Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Ryan Newman, Tyler Reddick, Recky Spinhouse, and Martin Truex Jr. That's your eligibility list. Um, of course, Bush Clash will be run under the Daytona Road Course under the lights on Tuesday, February 9th. Then Wednesday the 10th, it will be Daytona 500 qualifying to determine the guaranteed front row and how the duels are going to line up. Then the dual races are February 11th on Thursday night. Then trucks race Friday night. Xfinity races Saturday with the ARCA series as well for racing doubleheader at Daytona. And then the Daytona 500 uh, Sunday, February 14th. And now for the Bush Clash, you know what I think they should do? And I think this might ring a bell for you, Chris. And I don't know if you got to see a race of this. And I've yet to go find it on YouTube. And I don't know why it's taking me so long to wait for this. Go on the back stretch of Daytona. Close off a, close off a section of the back stretch of Daytona. Run the, sh- the old short track on that back stretch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The little short track that they used to. Matter of fact, I saw Kyle Larson made his debut on that little track along with uh, Mike uh, Stefan, whatever his name was, the one that got killed in the uh, in the airplane incident, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it was uh, the meme where he had the old mad face. 
I mean, yeah. hey, that would be a thriller for a plush clash and great start oh to the Oh, my gosh. For sure, for sure. For sure. And I don't know if you guys are watching this. That was a crazy restart. There was four guys shuffling and buffling and running all over each other. I think we finally got a caution there. Hudson O'Neill got his 71 machine out front. Then Bronson comes down on him, does a slide job, stacks him up. Turbo on the inside. He gets into the mix. He leans on the 71 just a tad bit, makes contact. B-Ship sticks his nose up underneath Turbo. So we're, we're four deep shooting for the lead when the caution come out. Turbo was the leader when the caution come out, but I think they go on the last completed lap. So we'll see who, who starts it. Starts it back on the restart there. Chase Jonagan in the pit. A rocket. But, uh, <clears throat> I, I would say mm. out of 20, 24 of those drivers for the Bush class, I think we're going to get 20 or 21. Um, Johnson and Kenseth, I would say doubtful. Won't, won't have a ride. Ty Dillon, if he does get that Michael Jordan car or Daunt Brothers says, hey, we'll give you a car for it. Um, I think that'd be the only way he gets to race in that. So you narrowed it down there. Um, I just, if you think about it, what we're going to see in the Bush class this year, and we've, and if, uh, of course, you remember back in the old IROC days. Here we go, back to this topic again. Um, basically, you're going to see that kind of size field running on the bush, uh, running on the Daytona Road Course at night. Only this time, the cars won't have headlights. And I quote yeah, from cars. Because, I quote from Disney. I, I quote from Disney cars. The cars don't have don't need headlights because the track is always lit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I mean, it's it's for entertainment purposes only, though. So, I guess, uh, I guess we'll see. You know, at least it's not a points race or anything like that. And I heard that they were going to put some new lights down there and kind of light it up. But I hope that they've already got that done and we'll be able to see some of that uh, in the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona coming up next Saturday night. This Saturday night. This Saturday night. This Saturday. This Saturday. That's when it starts. It's going to be 24 hours. If you've never stayed up this full 24 hours, you're not a real race fan. Bronson, able to hold the lead. Here comes Turbo on the outside. Tyler Herb, we're going to find the cushion. He's now up on the top side. Hudson onto the inside of Bronson. It's Herb out front. Herb's taking over the lead. Since they're in the 76. Brandon Overton runs fifth. Then you've got McCready in the 39. McCready now up to third. B. Chef in the second spot. Nope, that's the third spot. Bronson in the second spot. They're all chasing Tyler Herb. So, Chris. Yes. How much uh, Big Block Modified do you Love. Oh, I love them, man. I mean, that's one of it's these 
the, my favorite cars that I don't get to watch much of at all. But just well, from what I've seen of them, they become my, one of my favorites. Well, you I mean, might get a chance. You might get a chance to watch them down south there, buddy, because uh, partnered up with Short Track Super Series brings the Cajun region. They're bringing the Bronson. Bronson hits the tire on the outside wall, tears up the left front of the, the car. He's got a broken, broken left front, broken right front as well. So he's got a broken front axle. Bronson carries it into the pits, guys. Oh, man. One of the favorites, you know. Bronson at his home track, guys. Damn. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, I've been hearing some whispers that uh, what Brandon Hightower did last year really opened up a lot of people's eyes on how awesome uh, these big block modifieds are. And let me tell you something. There are some hell of a racers around in this region and some hell of modified drivers. Matter of fact, Brooks Street just went out west, and I think he has a uh, uh, – I know he was uh, one of the top guys out west in the modifieds along with Spencer Hughes. Um, these guys, if, if you've got these guys into the modified-type cars, uh, the big block modifieds, I, I, I just could not tell you how awesome that racing would be uh, because these guys really – they're the best of the best. Well, right now something well, broke on the Boston front end. Go ahead. Well, they have um, the ser- well short track super front series, action. which is Brett Dale's Northeast series, partnered with Brandon to make it happen. So there is a Cajun region just for the Southern drivers, and of course, short track super series um, came up with the rule package and everything for the Southern guys. And so the Southern guys have a series to race. Now it's just a matter of putting schedule together and uh, putting cars out there. And I know for, I know there's some guys um, that move from Northeast to down South over the years. Um, I guess they're looking into racing some, uh, some of the modified, get back into the groove of things and run down South there. Um, I think what Brandon did, like you said, opened up some eyes down south and um, something back that was once a big hit down there, and we're going to try to bring it back again. And it seems like every time a big block modified race is going on, the fans are into it. Because um, I watched that Louisiana swing with the series last year, and, uh, that, and uh, the fans seemed to really get into it when they were down there for the three nights in November, October, November. And, uh, of course, uh, the two or three nights of racing that Brandon had for the return of the Corona, it was like, I think it was like April or May or something like that. So we just got started back colors out front. What, what, what was, what was we talking about just then? Uh, staff, the the southern uh, how Brandon um, okay yeah so my, what I was going to get to is we get another caution it's uh, looks like uh, the three time series champion Davenport along with Saval I believe have tied up together what I was going to say is okay so in the south I don't know how it is it was Will Harrington I don't know how it is up north but you kind of had your open wheel 
guys and you've had your late model guys, and those those two guys don't party together, right? I mean, that's just overall guys, your your sprint car guys and your modified guys. They just really don't party with the super late model guys. Well, this region has really been a super late model stock car region for a very, very long time. Okay. And you have sprint car country if you go down to the, you know, to the Gulf Coast and you go up to Tennessee, it's sprint car country. But, and it's very hard to find good late models on the Gulf Coast and and up in the Memphis area. But now what's happened is these big block modifiers have come in and they have, they've, they've really changed your way of thinking about what a modified is. And you've got that big old block and that little bitty old chassis. You've got a whole lot of horsepower, and you're trying to hold it to the ground. I think that's what really gets the fans excited, is they see a different type of modified. This, you know, the, the modifieds here have been weakened so much with 602 motors and, and UMP rules. And, they're, you know, you're just not getting the full, the full power out of what it is a modified supposed to be. It's supposed to be, you know, uh, all gas and and hang on to your ass, you know, because you're going to be fast. And I know those three those three lines go really good together. So, uh, you know, toot my horn on that one. Uh, but uh, so you get these big block modifieds, you start putting them in late model country where we like a lot of horsepower. You know, I mean, hey, it's not sprint cars, okay? You know, these are modifieds. And uh, I think that's, uh, you know, you're going to bridge the gap between what has been typically known as open wheel fans and late model fans. And uh, I think that that's, uh, you know, you got guys like Stuart Friedman who come down here and really open that market up. We're getting close to the end of the show. I hate that Craig Moore had to go. It's, uh, uh, I'm trying to rhyme some more, but it's just not, it's just, I'm not, I'm not Eminem. Uh, want to thank you guys for being here and for being a part of the show. And this is only episode number one for this year. We'll have a lot of episodes to come. Uh, but uh, all the guys that were here, Miss Lee, uh, Jason, who's our producer tonight, Craig had to step out. Unfortunately, we'll have to keep him more in. Uh, it's a it's been a long time since we've been able to finish a show with Craig. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> so we're going to have to keep him pulled in. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have another show next Monday. We'll go over what happened at the uh, Rolex 24 hours. We gear up and get ready for the Daytona 500. Um, we got about three minutes left in the show there, Taz. Uh, you want to give your shout-outs to your TNT designs and – uh, tell us where to find you on Facebook, and uh, I'll, I'll close out after that. All right. So, uh, again, uh, TNT Designs, um, you can find me on Facebook primarily. Um, that'll be uh, facebook.com slash TNT Designs. The letter M is in mom and letter N as in nickel. Um, you can find me there, message me there, or if you have me personally on Facebook, you can message me there. Um, depending on how small or how big your project is, it'll just depend on what, um, how much I'll uh, charge you. Um, again, I do 
Uh, sticker designs, I do have my own personal stickers for sale, five bucks a piece, or uh, twenty dollars for four or twenty dollars for five. Mm. Um, I do have shirt design. Uh, I can do shirt designs, hero cards, or even um, iRacing cards. If you, if there's anyone that over there on the virtual side of things. Um, wow. uh, so yeah, if you want to message. So yeah, Facebook again, uh, facebook.com slash TNT9MN. Caution on the speedway. Holy smokes, it is going down. It is going down in East Bay, Taz. It's going down. Make sure that you uh, you check in that TNT Designs race fans. This guy, he, he, can, he can do anything for you. Billy Moyer Jr. brings out a caution. Turbo. Damn near knocks the wall down earlier. B Chef, he was his tongue was hanging out the window. He wanted it so bad. Oh my gosh! Wow! Holy smokes! Billy Moyer going to the infield. His night is done. Took a lot of front end damage there. Something up underneath the suspension. Oh my gosh! Check it out. And Devin Moran comes in out of nowhere. He pulls a slide job on Turbo. But Turbo able to battle back on him. They were side-by-side side going through the corners. I tell you what, this has been a hell of a race so far. we got 11 laps to go uh, before the completion. Looks like Turbo is going to be one of the favorites here if he can hold it together. Uh, race fans, we want to thank you for uh, listening to Race Chat Live. Uh, make sure this week that you go and you watch uh, uh, the Bath TV uh, Lucas Lake Model Events coming out of uh, Florida. It's Speed Weeks, guys. Support racing as much as that you can. Um, so uh, make sure that you check out uh, Race Chat Live, the 110 Nation Sports blog, the 110 Nation Sports dot com for uh, all all sports information. And uh, be back here next Monday as we have episode number two of Race Chat Live. Uh, we want to thank you guys once again for being here and being a part of it. We want to thank Carolina Sports. We want to thank uh, More to Music, because there's always more to music, right? Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, this is Thousand uh, Flag of Racing Radio signing out. Till next week, we'll see you at your local racetrack. Goodbye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.